I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point, it is primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us on this Friday. Matt's got the floral shirt on, so we know it's a Friday. Uh, we have to take turns. We don't have that many floral shirts. That's what we do on a Friday. Nick Whalen will join us momentarily to talk NBA. The games for the eighth seeds in the respective conferences, East and West tonight. Cody Main will join us from Establish the Run to talk USFL, of all things. And Lou Finicaro. Uh, multiple sports, a little UFC, a little hockey, maybe some college baseball, all over the place. But obviously the big news tonight with the uh, games for seed number eight have to do with who's playing and who's not. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to talking a little USFL. Me I too. don't know anything about it, so it will be more of a 101 for me. All I know is they're all played in Birmingham. Yeah, that, there we go. So you, you at least know one more thing than I do. So so there we have it. They're all in Birmingham. It'll be a, it'll be a 101 session for me, no doubt about it. So the two games tonight, the first one tipping off here in about a half an hour. We got the Hawks and the Cavs. Hawks are now two to two and a half point favorites in that one over the Cavs, 222 and a half to 223. But this evening, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, when you woke up this morning, the line was four in favor of the Clippers. By 12.30 p.m. Eastern, it was one in favor of the Pelicans. The news that Paul George had uh, entered the health and safety protocols and will miss tonight's game. Five-point move on this one. 215 and a half is your total there. Um, I guess my question, Kelly, is they did play 51 games without him this year. Is five points too many or is it, also, not only the offense that he provides, it's the defense he also provides against one of these teams that we keep saying in the Pelicans that their problem isn't necessarily scoring. It's yeah. just keeping the other team from scoring. And the way that McCollum and Ingram have been playing, you know, is I think that's probably factored in as well. I think it's the offense, the defense, the experience, just even a veteran, a veteran experience with a game like this. I think the line move itself is fair. Um, you know, this team also played a ton of games without Paul George this season, though. So I, I'm not – if – look, you got ahead of the number move. If, if I could – if I saw it then, I would, been, I would be on the Pelicans with you. It's just a pass for me now. It was, it was just – it was like the most beautiful – it was poetry in motion. <laughs> I, I was working He's on really a thing. He's really proud of it. Well, I was like working on a thing in which – 
I was working on a thing in which I purposely had pulled down TweetDeck because TweetDeck is very distracting, yes. right? Like, mm -hmm. I have seven columns, and they're all just updating constantly, right? And so I'm like, I have to give 30 minutes into this thing that I'm doing, right? And I had pulled it back up oh, for and then right 45 away. seconds <laughs> as, it, like, as it came through. I, I would have missed it. It had been gone. No, no, but I, for 45 seconds, and it just, and I saw it trickle down, like breaking, whatever. And I was like, no, I'm about to break my thumb. Getting into this. I'll tell you what's breaking is my thumbs trying to get into these apps real I, quick. I, I do feel like that happens to me maybe twice a year where it's like, all right, like, let me open up Twitter here. And then it's like, oh, wow, this literally just happened. Let <laughs> yeah. me move and bet this right now. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was just a, it was a thing of beauty. So, um, but you know, look, we'll, we'll see. Like we said, this is a team that played a ton of games without, without Paul George this year and had some success, obviously. I mean, they made it they, they made it to a place to where, you know, they're in this game tonight. So we shall see. That being said, the Pelicans have just been – they've been so good on offense. Yeah, they've so, been on a tear. They've yeah. been on a tear offensively. It's it's a I, – look, I don't, I don't – I was kind of leaning Clippers before the Paul George news. Now with the line move, I think it's a complete coin flip to yeah, me. But I, I think it's appropriate. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, if it, if it ends as a pick on which it might by the end of the night, you know, by when it's all said and done, I think that's probably about – about right. Uh, there are two face-offs right now, so if you do want to get in on those, the Jets and the Panthers. The Panthers are minus 295 home favorites over the Jets if you want the road underdog plus 230. And then we have the Islanders and the Canadiens. The Islanders are minus 150 road favorites plus 130 on the Canadiens as home underdogs. So just two games over on the ice tonight. We got some first pitches coming here momentarily. The Yankees and the Orioles in a couple of minutes. Uh, Yankees are minus 210 favorites behind Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Lyles on the hill for the Orioles. Nine and a half your total there. At uh, 710 Eastern, we have the Giants and the Guardians. Uh, Carlos Rodon on the hill for the Giants. Zach Plesak for the Guardians. The Giants are minus 155 favorites behind Rodon. Zach Plesak and the Guardians are, minus, are plus 135 home dogs. I thought pretty hard about taking Rodon and the Giants in this one. I might take a little, just a little piece of a plus money run line or something like that. I thought 155 was a little rich, but Carlos Rodon coming off of a career year for him and Gil, shh. Small sample size, beginning of the season, things can change. But career year for him last year, and his fastball was up two miles an hour in his first start. I like it. So we're talking about a guy that was career year at 95, and he was at 97 in his first start. Now, is that was that just first game, pumped up, jacked up, whatever we shall see. But if Rodon is at 97, that is going to be nasty, nasty, nasty. Only a seven and a half total in that one because he's been so good. Rays and White Sox, um, Rasmussen and Cease in that one. Cease and the White Sox, minus 135 home favorites, plus 115 on the Rays. Got the A's and the Blue Jays. Ross Stripling and the Blue Jays are minus 200 favorites in that one. Dalton Jeffries for the Athletics, plus 170 as an underdog. Nine is your total. At 8.05, Angels and Rangers. We've got Reed Detmers, who is that sixth starter there for the Angels. They're going with the six-man rotation because they've got uh, they have Shohei in there. Rangers starting Matt Bush, but this is one of those uh, opener situations. He's only expected to go a little bit and then give way to a bulk reliever. The Angels are minus 120 favorites, even money on the Rangers as home underdogs. Ten, your total there. 810 Eastern, Miles Michaelis and the Cardinals, Freddie Peralta and the Brewers. Brewers are big minus 155 favorites there over the Cardinals. Plus 135 on the Cardinals and Michaelis. I don't have a bet on this one, and you guys know that I'm bullish on the Brewers, but man, they have not been hitting at all. And so getting plus 135 on the Cardinals seems a little interesting there. Eight and a half. Is your total the Tigers and the Royals at 8:10 Eastern? That is Scooble and Keller. Keller is a minus 130 home favorite with the Royals, plus 110 on Scooble and the Tigers as road underdogs. 8:50 Eastern, we have the Cubs and the Rockies. Marcus Stroman, Armand Marquez, uh, Marquez and the Rockies minus 125 home favorites, plus 105 on the Cubs. 
as road underdogs. A total of 10 in this one. I might end up on the under in this game. Um, Stroman, ground ball pitcher, Armand Marquez has the most experience of any pitcher pitching in Colorado and actually has figured out how to pitch there pretty well. Plus, I just don't buy this offensive output by the Cubs at the beginning of the season here. I think they are really, really outperforming what this what this lineup actually is uh, is capable of. And so I'll probably be on the under 10 in that one before it's all said and done as well. Braves and Padres at 940 Eastern. We've got Kyle Wright and Mackenzie Gore. Mackenzie Gore, huge prospect for the Padres, gets called up to start this game because Blake Snell heads to the I.L., Gore is actually a minus-120 favorite there for the Padres in this one. Even money on the Braves as road underdogs. That should tell you what uh, what everybody thinks of Mackenzie Gore and how good he is. Eight and a half is your total. 940 Eastern Astros and the Mariners, uh, Odorizzi and Gonzalez. This is about a coin flip here. Slightly favored to the Astros, minus-115 if you want to take them as road underdogs. And then finally, 10-10 Eastern. we got the Reds and the Dodgers. Vladimir Gutierrez, Tony Gonsolin, Gonsolin and the Dodgers, minus 275 home favorites over the Reds. They throttled them last night, probably will again tonight, plus 220 on the Reds as road underdogs if you want to go that route. And two things we uh, have not mentioned. One, the biggest thing that happened in baseball today, very first batter of the game. Twins doubled up the Red Sox today, 8-4. to four. But leadoff hitter Byron Buxton, who was credited with a double, really was just a, a miscommunication by the Red Sox in the field behind the uh, infield on the left side. It drops. Buxton slides into second base, trying to get to second frantically. Somehow his leg and his foot get caught underneath him. He said he felt something pop. Immediately taken off the field, he is to be evaluated. So for those of us who have Byron Buxton MVP tickets or any other Byron Buxton-related ticket, here we go again. We it was just, like one of those, you knew what you were getting into. Yes. It's like a healthy season, and I'm going to be in this. Yeah. And if it's if it goes like it's been for him, then, Brutal. you know, yeah, it's just Brutal. one of those. They did end up winning that game 8-4 to four over the Red Sox. Uh, they moved to 3-4. and four. Red Sox are 3-4 and four as well. One more day game today. The Mets take care of the Diamondbacks 10-3. to three. Mets moved to 6-2 and two on the season. Could be 8-0. Yeah. Moved to 6-2 and two on the season there. Diamondbacks fall to 2-5. and five. Chris Bassett, remember that one of their pickups in the offseason has another very, very strong start for them. That is two in a row for the Mets, and they need every bit of those strong starts, of course, without DeGrom for them. Uh, we did not mention that in the first game tonight, coming up in just about 20 minutes, and we'll talk to Nick Whalen from RotoWire about this. Jared Allen, the uh, Cavaliers All-Star Center. I have an update on that, kill. You do. Officially a go. He He's will, a go. He will start tonight. This is coming down from Woj. Uh, he is a go tonight uh, versus Atlanta in that final play in turn of in the Eastern co- playing game in the Eastern Conference. P- completed pregame routines and will play for the first time since March 6th. He will start alongside Garland, Levert, Markinen, and Mobley tonight for the Cavs. He's been out uh, since early March with a fractured finger, so he's going to give it a go. We'll see to what impact. And Steph is going to go as well, but Steve Kerr did say there will most certainly be a minutes restriction on on Steph. Yes, he's on a pitch count. And Luka will not go officially will not. in game one of the Mavericks Jazz Series. We'll come back. Nick Whalen from RotoWire get his thoughts on the impact of a Jared Allen tonight and the impact of not having Paul George for the Clippers in the second game, both for the eighth seeds tonight in the NBA. It's VEASAN's primetime action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas, 13 days away. We'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts for Matt Humans. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. Beeson host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and former quarterback Sean King will give you insight you can bet on. Also, legendary sports broadcaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brett Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to Beeson through the NFL Draft for only 19 United States dollars. 38.50 pieces. <laughs> At Visa, that's when you know he's not ready. At Visa.com yeah. slash spring, 38.50 cent pieces. I almost had Dakota just take him on camera because he literally <laughs> just got finished basically getting redressed for this segment. I should have sped it up. <laughs> Man. You should have right. just sped Ricky. That's accurate. It's 38.50 cent I should have started out by going $19. That's, that's accurate. That was accurate. Well done. Well done. All right, let's bring him in. Good night tonight to bring him in as well because he's got picks for us, not only tonight, but also tomorrow from RotoWire. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen. Just substitute the number one for the L. It's Nick Whalen. How you doing, Nick? Guys, I'm doing well. Glad to be back. We got two fantastic playing games tonight, and then the real thing starts this weekend. It sure does. Tomorrow, quadruple header, basketball all day long. Let's start with the first one tonight because this gets underway in about 15 minutes. Jared Allen is a go now, Nick. He is a go. He said he was going to test it out during pregame warmups with the intention to play. Well, apparently the test went well. He's playing. To what effect? We do not know. Uh, you have no play. You're staying out of this one pre-flop. I'm staying out of this one for now. Yeah, I, I might, you know, maybe try to sneak something in uh, under the gun before this thing tips off. But it's it's a little strange to me that even with the Allen news, we didn't really see much movement at all. I, I think there was kind of an inkling that he would play in this game. Uh, fair to question, you know, how effective he's going to be. Uh, but this was a finger injury, right? So you're not really worried about a minutes limit necessarily. It's more, you know, does he go up to block a shot and does his finger get pinned against the rim or something like that? You know, you're not worried about him being out of shape uh, in terms of like aerobicness or whatever the, the term is. He should be fine there. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a, a little bit of hesitancy you would imagine early on. It's interesting to me, though, that the Hawks are still minus two on the road in Cleveland. And yes, it was a convincing win for Atlanta at Charlotte the other night. Uh, but we've seen some you know, pretty raucous home crowds for these playing games so far that I really think have affected uh, the majority of these games so far. So I, I think we're going to see the same tonight in Cleveland. Would not have been surprised if the line was the other way. I, I know the Hawks probably have the best player uh, singular in this game in Trey Young. But uh, with Jared Allen coming back, I mean, if he can give them even 75 percent of what he was before that injury, that's a big deal. I mean, this team was 35 and 20 straight up with Jared Allen in the lineup, just eight and 18 without him. Yeah, Nick, I mean, you're looking at a guy here and just, I think maybe because the name doesn't really jump off the page to a, to a casual person or anything, but we're talking about a guy, 16 points, 11 boards and, a, and an assist and a half per game while shooting, you know, while shooting 68% from the floor that is coming back tonight. And as you mentioned, this wasn't an ankle or a quad or a calf or anything like that. I mean, it, it's a finger. This guy's probably been running a touch. I mean, he should be in perfect mm -hmm. shape here. So the fact that this line didn't move at all is, is a little puzzling, I think. 
Right, right. And, you know, again, I, I think he's going to be out there as long as he doesn't suffer like a direct hit to that finger. I think he's going to play as much as he can. You know, it's it's tough to imagine this being a situation where he's just playing like four minute stints. Uh, and just having his presence out there is big because I, I think we kind of got a little carried away uh, with all the praise on Evan Mobley. And he's been fantastic as well. But all of a sudden you take Jared Allen away and Evan Mobley is the guy that has to start guarding the Joel Embiid's and Nikola Jokic's and Giannis's of the world. And the Cavs defense doesn't look so great. You know, the defensive rating without Jared Allen shot up to almost 118 points per 100. That is very, very bad. And for as great as Evan Mobley is going to be long-term, I think we we underrated how much he was being helped this season, having someone like Jared Allen next to him. Unlike the line not moving on the Jared Allen news, the line certainly moved when uh, we found out Paul George tested positive for COVID-19, that he would not play in tonight's Western Conference game for the eighth seed and the right to play the Phoenix Suns in a best-of-seven first-round series. The Pelicans one-point favorites after the Clippers had been four-point favorites. I'll ask what I'll ask you what Matt asked of us uh, last segment, which is, is that too big of a move? Maybe a little bit. I think maybe the line was too far in favor of the Clippers in the first place. I think there's this belief that they have a the massive coaching advantage, uh, which they, they do. It, it is an advantage, but... Um, you know, we also saw this Clippers team, I thought, you know, kind of beat itself down the stretch against Minnesota in a game that they were in position to win. And inexplicably, you just have Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson just jacking up contested threes, you know, when you absolutely need baskets late in the game. So all of a sudden you take away the one guy who you really trust to to get a quality shot or at least make a difficult shot. Uh, you know, if this game comes down to one or two possessions, you take that guy out of the game. I understand why this thing has swung uh, the way that it has. And it's, you know, I, I, as the line indicates, you know, it, it's not all, like all of a sudden this is going to be a walk in the park for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, you know, you have guys like Norman Powell, uh, even Reggie Jackson, uh, he's going to take probably 25 plus shots tonight. Like the Clippers are are, are going to go down swinging, but all of a sudden removing Paul George, obviously not having Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, you could make the case that that New Orleans now has pretty, pretty clearly the two best players in this game in McCollum and Ingram. Nick, you got to play tomorrow. You got a couple of plays actually tomorrow, but let's start with the early game, the Jazz and the Mavericks. Jazz sitting right now somewhere four and a half to five point favorites over the Mavs. 209, 209 and a half is the total. And we did get confirmation that Luca will be out for this game for the Mavericks. I I tend to to side with you here. With no Luca, this Mavericks team really and truly lacks pretty much all firepower. So I understand the Jazz at five isn't on the road isn't the mm-hmm. greatest thing to push the button on to put in your account, but I, I tend to be on your side here. Yeah, I, that's the thing, right? Is it, it's the Utah Jazz. Like if it was any other team in the West, I, I think we would see this line you know creep up a little bit higher in favor of that team. But we've seen the Jazz, you know, have some just horrific playoff series in the past. We've seen them just in the last couple months uh, or in the last few weeks, I should say, you know, blow multiple fifteen-plus point leads late in games uh, and in some strange way, it's almost like a kind of reverse psychology move on the jazz where now it's like, they absolutely have to win this game. You know, there is no excuse to not win with Luka Doncic out of the lineup. And, you know, as we've seen the last couple of years, like this is just not a very mentally tough team in the Utah jazz. With all that said, you're taking Luka Doncic away from the most heliocentric team. I think in the NBA, I mean, who's the number one option now? I guess it's Jalen Brunson. I mean, it's Jalen Brunson slash Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, you know, beyond that, you have a lot of, good role players who know what to do around Luka Doncic, guys like Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, catch and shoot type of guys. You take Doncic and his otherworldly playmaking out of that equation. I, I think this offense is going to be really ugly. So we'll see how much time Doncic misses, but this is a just massive, massive bullet dodge. I think for the Utah jazz, at least to begin this series, Nick, did you just go heliocentric on us right there? That was very, I impressive. went heliocentric on you. I did very impressive. Uh, the nightcap tomorrow, the dubs in San Francisco with Steph Curry now on a pitch count uh, tomorrow night, hosting the nuggets game. One of their best of seven first round series warriors favored by six and a half. You are laying the wood. I am. I am. And you know, part of this is it doesn't sound like Jamal Murray or, or Michael Porter are anywhere close to returning. They obviously will not play in this game. And unlike the news with Luka Doncic, it's been overwhelmingly positive for Stephen Curry. And the, the one drawback, I guess, is he did say himself after practice yesterday, like, yeah, I'm still feeling a little twinge in the foot. Yes, I was able to scrimmage. It's not 100 percent. But, you know, I, I think we're going to see him play a, a pretty large complement of minutes in this game. He's not going to get to 35, but I don't think Steph Curry is going to go out there and play 15 minutes, you know, 25 plus uh, of Steph Curry in a game like this is a big deal. And you start to stack up the talent and, and, you know, the nuggets now have the best player in this series 
Um, I, I think we can say that pretty definitively, but I mean, the Warriors between Curry, Draymond, Clay, Jordan Poole, they might have the next four uh, if you drafted them. And Andrew Wiggins is probably not too far behind. So um, we'll see how much time it takes for Curry and Clay and Draymond to kind of remesh. I mean, they've played, what, 11 minutes together since the 2019 NBA Finals, which seems crazy, but is true. Uh, but if any crew could kind of come back together and, and recapture what we saw from them in the past, you'd think it would be that trio. Nick, I know it's not a official play for you or anything like that, but but thoughts on the Nets and Celtics with the Celtics as four-point favorites. And this, this is going to be such a fun series. It's the rare series where both teams, I think, feel like they should be favored and feel like they're going to win in like four games. Uh, but I think we're going to get a six or seven-game series. I, I leave Austin to begin. Um, you know, I, I think the Nets closed with a pretty soft schedule. I think they got a pretty favorable situation against Cleveland in the play-in. They have won six straight. You know, they, they're confident for a reason, but man, Boston is just, is just so much deeper. And and honestly, at this point, like the gap from Kevin Durant down to Jason Tatum is not as big as it was five months ago, you know, let alone a year or two ago. Like that gap is closed, um, you know, and they do have the third best player, I guess, in the series in Kyrie Irving. But Boston, you know, much like that argument I just made for Golden State, Boston might have the next three, four, five, six. So I'll leave Boston at home to begin this series. I think we get a kind of a back and forth for sure goes at least six or seven. Uh, but I think Boston jumps out to a one lead. All right, Nick, 20 seconds for this question. It's available at DraftKings. Odds to win the NBA Finals MVP. Who you got right now before the playoffs even begin? Oh, I love it. I, I could talk for a lot more than 20 seconds about this. I'm betting Giannis. If you want a long shot, though, Bam Adebayo is my guy at Ooh. 30 to 1. I love Miami's path, at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and then from there, you take your chances. I like it. Nick, we appreciate it. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck with all your bets, man. Hey, will do. Same to you guys. Nick Whalen from RotoWire. I like that little market right there. I do too as well. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind taking a little Giannis five to one. The sure. One, the one that I that I've heard from a couple people that makes a lot of sense that if you're looking at Celtics futures, take Tatum at fifteen to one. Take Tatum at fifteen to one. Our NBA top five, and we're talking about who we think can actually win it all next on Veasan's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prove your fighting spirit with the playoffs challenge presented by Modelo. Play free fantasy hoops in the eight part contest series and compete for your share of $4,000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash Modelo now to get in on the action. Modelo, prove your fighting spirit. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our NBA power rankings. Oh, look at that. A little different than how we normally do these today. Yes, because we define them in advance. Yes, this time. yes. Very specific definition this time around. Yes. Would, you, the, would you like to share that? Definition? Sure. Yes. So we are doing the top five teams in descending order and best chance to win the NBA finals for each one of us. Right. Okay. That's what we, that was the problem we run into with our football yeah, rankings. Not, we're all doing it differently. I, I, want, I needed to make sure we were very specific about it because it's not like your top five entering the playoffs because there's different paths that all these teams have, different injury problems, that sort of thing. So, All right, Mateo, you're yes. first. This is chances of winning that we believe chances of winning. So starting yes. at the bottom, <laughs> I also did. I also almost did a full ten, but then I was like, "No, nah, it's going to be way too watered down." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But our but our top five is pretty. Starting at the bottom, <laughs> I have the Warriors at five. Reason being is just because I like the Sun so much, and so if we're talking about honest chance of winning the championship, I have to put the Warriors way down at five. Where and again, as we just mentioned, the big three have only played eleven minutes together, and so you know. We expect them to be able to gel relatively soon, but we can't say for sure. So there are some, uh, there are at least a couple of different factors that kind of play into that. But I kind of gave away what my number one team is by saying that I love the Suns so much. But I uh, have to put the Warriors at five because I do have the Suns at one. Two, three, four, I go with what I consider to be the three best teams over in the East. I'm sure Kelly will have the heat in there. I do not. Listen, the Nets have the best – they still have the best duo of any of the teams in the playoffs. It's the best duo there is when you're talking about Durant and you're talking about Kyrie. Now, not as much help in the periphery as some of these other teams. Certainly don't work as well as a team as like a team like the Suns. Should the big three with the Warriors it just instantly fall right back into where they were? Not as good as that. But as far as just two, the, the best, highest duo – 
the, the Nets have that in those two guys. And so I have them at four if they're able to come out of there. And I think that those two guys could will themselves to to wins if they can play kind of in their in their upper tier here. Celtics at three. Would have liked the Celtics, I think, a little bit more if Williams was out there. But I, I do still have them at three. This team has surprised me and how well they've been able to play with Williams going out. It surprised me with how well these guys have stepped up against superior competition as well, winning some really big games. And uh, I think if they're able to make it out of the East, that they have a pretty decent chance to at least contend with the Suns as well. Bucks at two. It's boring. I understand. But it's just the Bucks, and they're and Giannis is being Giannis again this year, and he's probably going to continue to be Giannis through the course of the playoffs, and they're probably going to end up coming out of the East again because that's just what this Bucks team has continued to do all season. In the Suns, at one, I think the most complete team, I think the most, um, I think the most dynamic team with the way that they can go out there with multiple different rosters and still get some really high level of play. You know, even their second unit really performs at a high level as well. I really do like the way that the Suns team is constructed, and so they come in at number one for me. All right. We only have uh, one difference in terms of the group of five teams that are actually included. The order is a little different. Uh, I have the Nets out. And the reason I have the Nets out is not because I don't think KD is spectacular and Kyrie as well, uh, because I, I just don't believe that. First of all, I don't believe they're getting out of the first round. But even if they do, I don't believe that those two guys can will their team to 16 wins over the gauntlet that they're going to have to face in the Eastern Conference. I will bet against that every time. The defense has to get better for them for them to for them to win of the finals. The defense has to get better here at some point. I got the Heat at five. I got the Miami Heat at five. They're veteran. They're savvy. They're deep. I think that is a very and well-coached, might I add, with Eric Spolstra. I've got them at number five, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, who, quite frankly, we don't speak enough about because they're still waiting their opponent, which will be determined tonight. I do have the Celtics at four, the Celtics who are the best team in the NBA, the final, let's call it three-eighths of the season. Uh, somewhere between a quarter and a half of the, uh, the end of the season. Yeah, it checks out. Just spectacular. It checks out. Yeah, it checks out. I did it. Yeah, I did the math. Um, in my head, uh, it's they absolutely deserve to be on this. I think that they are going to take down the Nets in what, on paper, is the best first round series in my opinion in the history of the NBA. I do have Golden State at three. They have only played talking about Steph, Clay, and Draymond eleven minutes since 2019. You heard Nick Whalen say it earlier, but here's the thing: there's muscle memory, and if they can, they they have a little bit of a break here with the Nuggets who don't get Murray. Or Porter, obviously calling any team, any any series against Jokic is, I don't mean it as a break sort of literally, but they get the break of not having the full Nuggets arsenal. So I think they have a series to ramp it up. And I think that serves them very well. And until until that team dies, they're always going to be a contender to me. Until you can put the nail in the coffin. So the Warriors to me are number three. And then, Matt, I have Milwaukee and Phoenix just in a different mm-hmm. order than you do. I'll give Giannis the nod for what he did last year. Phoenix certainly deserves to be in, in the top two, but until proven otherwise, give me who I feel, along with Jokic, is the best player in the NBA, the best player in the world. I got Milwaukee number one. Yeah, uh, heading over to mine, I think there are, I, to me, there's still five or six teams that are pretty live, actually, and I think that the way the Warriors with Steph, get, Steph coming back and with what we've seen Clay do over the past few weeks, have become a lot more real over the past couple of weeks to me. Um, it, it, just to go back to some of those stats I was talking about yesterday, the day before, final eight games of the season, Thompson averaged 28 points while shooting 44.4% from threes on more than 12 three-point attempts per game. So he is looking like old clay. You get Steph back. I think this team can find a rhythm. Matt, I kind of when I kind of went through this, I did it kind of same thing as you. I do think the Suns are still going to win the West. They're going to get out of the West. And it's really some a bunch of Eastern Conference teams that they're probably going to contend with. But I've got enough respect for what Golden State, with Steph coming back and what Clay's done for Golden State to crack that top five. I think a couple weeks ago I was saying it was Suns and then about four or five Eastern Conference teams for me before I even got to anybody in the West. So the Warriors have moved up uh, a lot in my book. I've got them there at five. Uh, I almost did the full cop out and just went like Celtics slash Nets on this next one because mm-hmm. it's the series. I think it's going to be a great first-round series. I give a slight edge to the Celtics 
So I guess I'm going to put them there, uh, there at four. But I think I could really be Celtics or Nets there, depending on who gets out of that series. Um, I think the problem is with either one of those teams is it is a brutal draw that you're going to go up against, right? Celtics got to get through the Nets, and then it's getting through the Bucks before you even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I I think it's a lot to ask from either one of those teams. So I've got the Celtics four in the heat a little bit, uh, a little bit because of the easier draw that they have. I think we're going to see a great series out of the Raptors and the 76ers in this first round. I think the Heat will take care of both of those teams, either one of those teams, no problem in the next round. So then they're kind of in the Eastern Conference Finals already. So to me, that's why I have them at three. And then it's really just the best in the West and the best in the East, uh, best in the East for me with Milwaukee and Phoenix. And I think Milwaukee's going to win, uh, win it again. I think we're seeing a repeat of what we saw last year. So I've got Bucks one, Suns two, Heat three, Celtics four, Warriors come in at four. Our only difference is that you and I have the Heat and the Warriors flip-flopped at three and five. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that that was the only difference between ours. And then I, as Matt started to ex- explain his, I realized besides our finals winners, ours were pretty much the same with the, the stacked of the Western Conference teams kind of separated with the Eastern Conference teams in between. Mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has homered in his first at-bat, his fifth of the year. 432 feet, 110 mile per hour exit velocity. <laughs> one, he, uh, one nothing Blue Jays. He wanted to remind you guys he had a bad game yesterday. Yeah. And uh, uh, but, four strikeouts. He sucks. But he's but he's he's over it. Bum. He's he's over it. By the way, just to clarify a couple things uh, with Luka Doncic in the calf strain, he'll be out for Game One versus Utah on Saturday. Significant concern remains for his availability Monday in Game Two. Sources tell ESPN. The Mavs will play the long game with the injury and take it day by day after playing without him on Saturday, meaning tomorrow. Uh, And then uh, Steve Kerr on Steph Curry. He will be listed officially as probable, but everything, quote, has gone really well, Kerr said. So he expects Steph to play, and it looks like Steph is a go just on a pitch count. And then one football note, uh, the Colts this morning gave uh, cornerback Stephon Gilmore a two-year $23 million contract that includes $14 million guaranteed. That from Adam Schefter. So... There's a pickup for the Colts in a in a team that we liked our uh, you know yeah. liked already in that division. Um, that's a that's just another addition I think that that makes them even more appealing in a fairly weak fairly weak division there from a from a rest of rest of division standpoint outside of the Titans. I may have a bet on the Colts this year with uh, Matt Ryan at the helm. I know it's Matt Ryan, but that they are so stacked elsewhere. Um, like that football team for sure. We'll come back something fun right after the break. For those who missed it, the USFL begins tomorrow. One game tomorrow, three games on Sunday. You're like, the USFL? Yeah. Eight-team league, all of whom are playing in Birmingham, despite sort of repurposing their names from the early 80s. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the rules. We'll talk about bets. Next, right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. They're about to tip it off. And the game for the A.C. in the Eastern Conference between the Hawks and the Cavaliers. And there goes Jared Allen onto the court starting for the Cavaliers. You make a great point, man. man. It's like you look, he had it. He's a, he averages a double-double. Yeah. And that line did not budge. Very interesting. We will track that. Maybe some in-game bets coming up. I'm looking at Spectacular hair tonight. Oh, he's always yes. got the best. Look at him. Hey, Jerry, you don't have to high-five everybody. He, he, the, yeah. Yeah. He, he's, okay. he's jacked up for this game. Already. He's smart. He's, sure. using, he's, using, he's using the good hand. <laughs> he's using the good hand. <laughs> he's using the good Sorry. hand. Uh, let's talk some USFL. With all the NBA playoffs this weekend, and there is a whole bunch of NBA playoffs by a quadruple header tomorrow, the USFL 2.0 will kick off tomorrow night. One game tomorrow night in Birmingham between the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions. And then three more games, all of which are in Birmingham on Sunday to help us navigate betting and otherwise. It's Cody Main, director of Niche Sports over there at Establish the Run. How you doing, Cody? I am great, you guys. Thanks for having me on. How we doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can follow uh, Cody, by the way, at cmain7 on Twitter. That's M-A-I-N. So can you help, besides all of these games being in Birmingham, which is a quirk to begin with, what are some rules we need to be aware of here before we place any bets. You know, we've seen this happen with different iterations of these type of developmental slash spring leagues in the past. And a lot of them are going to carry over from what we just re- most re- most recently saw with the XFL. We're going to see a few different things to try with some innovation, try to, to put some more points on the board. We'll see if those things actually come to fruition. And we do see some points scored and some good offensive performances. Um, but first things first, they're going to come out hot and heavy with a three-point try attempt after a team score a touchdown. So this is something the XFL implemented. And, you know, honestly, I don't remember how much this was even utilized by coaching staffs, but essentially after the offense scores a touchdown, they have the option of running a play from the two, the five or the 10 yard line with one, two or three points respectively rewarded for each successful attempt Um, in the, in the USFL. I'm fully expecting most of these coaching staffs uh, as we start to get familiar with them to opt to kick the extra point and and score the one point. Uh, I don't expect to see a lot of two or three point attempts. Uh, especially out of the gate. Cody, I'm looking here at the futures odds for the league and it, it, you know, really not a ton of disparity in the teams. I mean, the, the bandits and the Panthers and the breakers all like 425, 450, 500. Um, And then even the longest shot is only eight to one here. Are all these teams in your eyes, as you've kind of gone through these rosters, are they all very, very similar? Is there a ton of parity here? I think that from the beginning, there is going to be one team that separates and it won't be from a talent perspective, but it's going to be from a familiarity perspective. And that is the Philadelphia stars at plus 600 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think you can find them that, you know, pretty much widely available. Uh, but this team is a team that brings over a lot of familiarity and continuity from the spring league, uh, which I think we would all agree is probably a step down from the level of competition that we expect to see in the USFL. But this team is head coached by Bart Andrews and has quarterback Uh, Brian Scott rejoining the team. They played together for the spring league generals last in 2020 and won a spring league title there. Brian Scott, the quarterback was the spring league MVP. They also bring together Devin gray, Jordan Sewell, who are two wide receivers for this team, two running backs and two offensive linemen. So when we think about this league, they basically had two weeks at this point to install an entire offense, to install a, a playbook. And this team will have a leg up 
on the competition from that perspective. So look for the stars to start hot. I think they're going to have a, an interesting matchup with North division rival Michigan Panthers in week four. And I think they'll go into that, that matchup three and zero just on the heels of this continuity in the offense. Wow. We're showing uh, starting quarterbacks on another screen here. Shea Patterson, obviously probably the most recognizable name. Uh, starting for the Michigan Panthers, uh, obviously of uh, Michigan fame most recently, but there's some other familiar names up there. Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. People will remember Jordan Tamu from Ole Miss. Um, you did make one other futures bet besides the one that you just mentioned, the Philadelphia Stars. What else did you bet? Yeah, you nailed it. Jordan Tamu. And I think the, the hype is starting to roll on this Tampa Bay Bandits team a little bit. Uh, you know, we saw this with the XFL's Houston Roughnecks and PJ Walker and June Jones, this pass first offense where they were just bombing the ball down the field. I don't know if we'll see this high uh, average depth of target from from Jordan Tamu, but in a dink and dunk offense with Todd Haley at the helm, I think we could see a lot of uh, a lot of points scored by this team. I think they're going to come out hot in this week one matchup against the Maulers and prove that they might be the class of the South Division. That number was around at plus 500, plus 550 for a while, but now on DraftKings Sportsbooks, they're kind of the prohibitive favorites. There's a little bit more parity now, but uh, at plus 425, I think people are starting to catch on that this team's going to be pretty good. Well, let's look at your plays here in week one, and if people want to get in and, and start to to dabble a little bit here, they can start on Saturday because you actually have a play here in this Generals and Stallions game. That's right. Uh, we know this from other spring leagues and other developmental leagues. The the play is going to be pretty ugly. Look, guys, like there's it's it's tough to find 32 good quarterbacks for the NFL. We're getting down to the bottom of the barrel <laughs> with some of these guys. Uh, and I think that having only two weeks to install an offense, only two weeks to get together is going to make for some pretty ugly football on Saturday. So set your expectations low if you're sitting down on the couch. Saturday night looking for uh, some offensive fireworks, but Mike Riley has been around these spring leagues in the past. He's coached for the AAF. He's coached for the XFL and, you know, to varying levels of success, but I don't think that his offense is going to come out uh, week one firing. They had an injury in spring training to their round one quarterback, Ben Holmes, and we'll turn to Lewis Perez, who's been a veteran of these leagues and Deandre Johnson as well. And I think that this under 43 and a half, where still available is a good bet. Uh, I got it from minus 115 at bet MGM. This, this, these lines were opened by Fox bet in the fifties, if you can believe it or not. And I think that goes back to some of those rules that people are overrating in terms of their impact on how offenses are going to perform. Uh, I think that we should, we should expect these totals, these actual game totals to come in much closer in the upper, upper thirties, even or lower forties. So I think there's still a little bit of wiggle room here on under 43 and a half. And the other two plays you made, we can just take them in two in, in tandem here are uh, against the number that is, are the exact same two teams that you have futures plays on those, the stars and the bandits. Yep. Uh, the, starting with the bandits again, I think that this is kind of the class of the South division and they're taking on a team in the Pittsburgh Maulers that's set up to be one of these teams. That's going to try and pound the rock and play this ball control offense. And I don't think that they're going to have the, the capability to do so against this Todd Haley and Jordan Townwood team. So I think that we'll see them separate and it's going to start from the very beginning. One thing that concerned me just doing the research for each of these rosters is head coach Kirby Wilson was a 29 year NFL vet, but never made it past running backs coach. And his offensive coordinator was last seen in D three Juanita college where he failed to put up 17 points per game. So I think that this offense may struggle against one of the most high powered offenses in the leagues. I got this number at minus three and a half for the Tampa Bay bandits again at that MGM. Uh, I think it's moved to minus four or minus four and a half, but I think it's, this is one where we could, we could see these teams separate. Cody, as you watch these first uh, games this weekend, what are you going to be watching for to kind of help you better handicap this stuff moving forward? Is it going to be like you mentioned, how aggressive the, some of the coaches may or may not be with the extra point thing. Will it be, you know, going forward on fourth down, will it, whatever, really, what, what type of stuff are you going to be really honing in on? I think the three point try one will be important just to find out how important these key numbers will end up being. If coaches are, are trying this two and three point attempts more often than we expect, then the number, you know, the, the key numbers might not matter near as much if we're getting those attempts more often. And then another rule that I didn't even mention off the front, but there's an onside kick alternative that, you know, would incentivize teams with good offenses to try and keep possession of the ball. Uh, basically, as opposed to kicking an onside kick, you have an uh, option as the offensive team to convert one fourth and 12 play from the 33 yard line. If you convert, you keep possession of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see if coaching staffs are incentivized to use that. 
And then the other major rule change that I think will help handicap down the road is these clock stoppages in the final two minutes of the first half and the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. The XFL tried something very similar in what they called their uh, catch-up period, where they they would stop the clock, so you give the offensive ch- uh, team an opportunity to try and score more points. It didn't really lead to much. Uh, totals in the XFL were right around 41 points per game. So again, still not expecting a whole lot of offense, just given the, the level of quarterback play that we're expecting. But if some of those things start to make these totals go a little higher, I think we should we should be able to be willing to adjust on the fly a little bit. The NFL has tossed around that onside kick alternative, right? Haven't they? And uh, sort of in a theoretical way, never really gained any traction. But I think that was also on the table, uh, at least floated for the NFL. Cody, enjoy. Uh, have a fun time watching these games. You watching the whole thing tomorrow night? You're committing to watching the whole thing? I think so. I will be on the couch watching the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Cody, we appreciate it. Director of Nice Sports over to establish the run. Uh, tell Adam hello from all of us. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. Cody Maine, everybody, at Maine 7 How much of that game are you watching tomorrow night? I'm, I will probably. I'll tune in. I will, I will, I'm very interested. Yeah. I'll take I'll take a look. Hey, it's football. It's football. 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 <laughs> we'll update all the scores. I was looking to see what Atlanta is uh, in game, but it's not late enough in the game for anything juicy. Cleveland all over the Hawks. We'll update everything next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.